So that's what I want this campaign to be. I want people to understand that if you don't have credit, it's okay. If your credit's bad and you've been having a lot of bad situations, things have been, haven't been going your way, you're, you're behind, you got a lot of bills, a lot of debt piling up on you, it's causing stress, it's okay. It's okay because- Hey, ladies and gentlemen in the Ultimate Freedom Universe, get ready for episode two, where I have one of my good friends, Kelsey Dudley, give you a small intro on who he is, what he does, and what he'll be doing in the realm of real estate. He just recently teamed up with a great investment company, and we'll talk about that in future episodes. But for now, sit tight, enjoy the show, and drop that intro. Welcome to the Ultimate Freedom Podcast. Ultimate Freedom Podcast. Uncensored, unrestricted. He talks about whatever, whenever, and however he wants. Your host, Jamare Clarington. Most Bakuma, baby. Let's begin. All right, Kelsey Dudley, welcome to the Ultimate Freedom Podcast, man. Glad to finally get you on. You know, we have these conversations a lot about real estate and, and things of that nature. So uh, to jump things off, tell us about, tell listeners about how you got into real estate and a little bit about yourself. Okay. Okay. Um, I'd like to thank you first for having me on, uh, Jamari. This is a wonderful opportunity for me to uh, definitely use your platform to get some of the things that I'm involved in and some of the things that I do out there to the masses and to the people that I consider people that need this information. So definitely a, a, a great opportunity. So I do thank you. As far as myself, I am an entrepreneur, been in real estate and real estate investing since 2006. Um, that was before we had the huge crash and recession. And I was in new construction during that time period, um, doing a lot of things that developed my company during those during that time period. And one of the things that happened to most investors during that time period was I got called into getting so many properties and then being stuck with the bag in my hand. Uh, once the music stopped playing, uh, I had no chair to sit in. So definitely those things started to get me caught where I, where I was stuck with, with properties that I had to just let go foreclose on. And, and it really put uh, a damper on things as far as my investment business went back then. Um, I learned a lot from that. I have uh, since then gotten back on the horse, gotten involved even more in depth, but now with just the foresight of understanding marketing forecasting the real estate market and then understanding a little bit more about investment and investment strategies to uh, definitely put myself into a better position. So today I've been able to definitely put my investment company as a whole, as a umbrella major company, set that up in the last two years, uh, which is Lion Dynasty Venture Group. It has a financial credit component to it where I deal with financial credit, helping individuals improve their credit. And I'll get into that later on as to how that's a key part to develop financial freedom and financial wealth. And then also I have the branch of real estate investment where I invest in properties, whether it be from a rehab fix and flip or a new construction type strategy or even uh, buy and hold, which is uh, rental properties. Um, I currently have a rental property now, a uh, single unit rental property. And I have a rehab project going on right now, 
and then also a new construction project going on right now. So definitely got back into things, got on the horse, definitely figured things out, put myself in a better position to create that financial wealth for myself and my family. And um, now today, as of uh, say this year, I have been a part of creating a investment group that is growing and uh, we have some great opportunities ahead of us. And through that investment group, I've been able to build some wonderful relationships and connections through investment and networking with individuals that are in the real estate industry. And then that's, that has been allowing me to really, really grow and, uh, and do well. So uh, that's where I'm at right now and looking to move forward. Great, great. So let's kind of backtrack. I want to backtrack to when you first got into real estate in 2006. Um, because a lot of people are extremely hesitant to not only get into real estate, but also invest. So what made you, what inspired you to initially take that first leap into investing your, your, your hard-earned money into real estate? Good question. I would say definitely me being young then looked at the profit and amount of money that you can make from uh, from real estate and then continue to do it and how the need, understanding the need for people, you, you always need somewhere to live. So uh, just looking at how these properties would get sold and the profits that would come off of the properties, whether it be through a situation of building a home or, or just rehabbing a home and making it to where someone can move in and, and buy a nice home for themselves, maybe a starter home or a family's looking to move into a better area. And just looking at how people really, really gravitated to that, it really caught my attention. And to see a project go from start to finish, and you have a part of in that, a major part in that, and it's something that's tangible, something that you can touch, something that you can go to and you can really be hands-on with, that really attracted me because I'm a hands-on type person. So I really felt that real estate was that one thing that allowed, you know, me to really put my hands around what I was doing and, you know, really be a part of what I'm doing and, and see where it can go from point A to point Z and, and be a part of that whole process. And really at the end of the day, if you think about it, once a family moves in or a family purchases the property, then now you've just helped another life, another family, someone else get into a better position. So all in all, I just love the, the, the way that that's set up for myself and others. And I've always been about helping others. So that's what attracted me to it. Okay. And at that time, did you have a mentor? Was there education that you went through or did you say, you know what, this is the time I'm about to, I'm about to go in and learn as I go. Because 2006, what YouTube is still in its infancy, right? Um, digital spaces, you know, from the educational platforms are, they're just getting started. So there's not a lot of information out there in digital space. Did you have anyone to kind of guide you along or did you just jump right in? This is going to be a funny story. So, uh, okay. So I had a mentor and my mentor was my older brother, believe it or not. It's my older brother. My older brother was familiar with real estate because he, he had done work on his home. So 
he was familiar with all the things that needed to be done in real estate and so forth when it came to, you know, rehabbing and all of those things, the construction and everything. I've always had a business background, went to, went to school, graduated with a degree in business entrepreneurship. So I've ha always had that business background. So my brother then led me into what he was familiar with because I had the business background. So it led me into real estate. So he was really my mentor starting off. And the, the, the thing about it was that we started the business back then and I totally, you know, trusted him and, and, and we built the business and started doing properties and everything. And then all of a sudden the market goes down. Well, there was a gentleman that was my brother's friend. Um, his name is Daryl. Um, he's still, still around uh, uh, today. I still speak to him. He's a speaker right now. Uh, he used to be in real estate very heavy. And he was he was my brother's age, a pretty good friend of my of my brother's, and he was out there killing it. He was killing it in real estate. Once I saw him, I I I went introduced myself to him, kind of got to know him a little bit. He knew my family, but he didn't know me necessarily. So I had him take me on a ride. He took me on a ride around to all of his properties that he had going on. So we went for that day. I hopped in his truck rode around and he explained to me how he had the process set up for investing into these new construction properties, how he would buy the land, build a home, uh, um, get it sold, rinse, wash, repeat, and keep that going. So I started learning some things from him. However, that was just the initial part because you know I had only rode with him once or twice. In the meantime, my brother was giving me like all the background stuff on it. But one of the key things, and, and those two, I would say at the beginning were really my mentors because they kind of led me into it. Mm -hmm. But when they led me into it, it was, it, it only went as far as what they were familiar with. And a lot of times we, we lack the knowledge of what we're, you know, what we're doing. Uh, sometimes we may go into things too fast. Sometimes we may not totally understand things or we may only be privy to, you know, you only know what you know. So mm -hmm the two mentors I had, they only knew what they knew. It was enough to get me into the industry of real estate and understanding, you know, how to invest and things like that, but not on a level to where most of your real estate investors are. Okay. You're talking about, you know, my, my brother had a day job, but then he fixed on his home on the side. And then, uh, Daryl, he, he also had a day job, but then he started investing into homes and was lucky enough to get some, get some lots and things like that and start building homes and it was successful for him. So all of a sudden here comes the market crash. Well, the market crash actually hit on an area that the two mentors that were mentoring me, they weren't privy to. They didn't really understand the market, the growth of it, what, what would happen how mortgages were being set up and mm -hmm. legally done and, and were being leveraged. So now when the market crashed, then we're totally oblivious to losing properties, to now value going away out of the property. And through that, I mean, it wiped Daryl out. It, it wiped him out to the point where he had to change career paths. Um, he totally got out of real estate. Um, he, he since then made a book about, um, you know, getting into real estate and understanding how to invest, but then being a smart individual 
um, about it and, and learning from your mistakes, but it totally wiped him out. I'm talking about wiped him out from making, making six figures, a good, good half a million to, to nothing, to nothing. And then, um, me and my brother got hit with it in our business because we were upcoming right behind him. Uh, we didn't have as many properties as he had going and had done, but we were coming up right behind him and uh, we got caught with some properties too and lost a good, good chunk of money. But in that, I would say that those two individuals were the two individuals that got me started into it. Mm -hmm. And since then, I would say my understanding of it is now I went back to that point and said, okay, I'm going to fill that void and find mentors now today that they understand the whole scope of investing into real estate and understanding about, you know, how real estate works and so forth. So that's definitely, you know, how I got started and, and where it took me. That's great. Let's fast forward. Now for the people that are listening, the reason I went back because I wanted to see, you know, what inspired you, you know, how many, you know, how many mentors you had getting into it. Cause you know, some people don't have that, right? Some people don't have mentors. Um, what would you say if someone asks, what are the barriers of entry? How hard is it to get into real estate and what are the different types of investing that they can do? Especially if you have listeners that don't have good credit, do you need good credit to get started? Definitely, Jamari, I would say the, and, and to everyone out there who's listening, there are barriers to, to, to entry with, with, with anything, any, any type of industry or, or um, career path or, you know, entrepreneurial path that you take. But I would say with real estate, one of the key things is to understand that there's a lot of possibilities. There are a lot of possibilities as to how you can enter into this industry. I think it's one of the most, I think it's one of the, one of the industries that is most easiest to find different options to get into, not just one way. And uh, one way is definitely through what we call a wholesaling strategy, where it requires no money, little to no money, no credit, where you are being the middleman. Okay, you're being a facilitator of a property that's either um, given by a motivated seller, someone that's in a bad situation that wants to sell their home, and then you are the middle person to get that home over to a buyer, someone that's out there that wants to take on that home, that wants to take on um, that challenge of owning that property or uh, living in that property or even rehabbing that property. So that's what we call a wholesaler, and since you're the middle person in that, you're this you're just carrying contracts in a sense and this can be done over a 30-day period that this transaction takes place and there are different wholesalers out there now in the industry that within 30 days you know they're making from five to ten thousand dollars per property that they do a transaction on so i would say that's definitely one strategy and that strategy is usually one where a lot of people start at that are interested in, in getting into real estate because it's no money down that you need. And then there's no credit that you, because you're just a property and uh, I'll get more into how that's done, but that's just the essential um, understanding of being a wholesaler. Uh, I would say the second way is fix and flip. So a lot of people hear fix and flip out there in real estate and with properties. 
And what that is, is just you're rehabbing the property. So you get the property for a wholesale price because us as investors, we uh, always put in our mind that you do not pay retail price for a property. So if I'm getting a property at wholesale price, that means there's some marginal room in there for me to make income, make profit on the resale of this home. So once they acquire that property, they're able to rehab it, fix it up, okay, change some things about the home that are within a budget that is affordable. And then you're able to put the property back out on the market and be able to resell that property. Now, it varies as to what your repair budget is, depending on what condition you acquired the home in, because there's various ways that you can acquire the home and what condition it will be in. But one of the key things in rehabbing is you won't necessarily need credit, but you will need some form of uh, money to be able to kind of get the transaction going when you're talking about rehabbing and fixing flipping properties. So that's a little bit different from wholesaling. And I'd say that's really maybe the second step or the second entryway into real estate is doing a fix and flip rehab property because you still don't need credit, but you do need a little bit of money uh, behind you uh, to get that done. The third way I would say is to acquire a property, whether it be through yourself purchasing, purchasing a property uh, for yourself or it being your first property, okay, and you were living in the property and now you're able to uh, either take money out of the property or you're able to um, just take that property, sell it and cash out, put some money in your pocket and then you're able to move into another property and then you have some money there that you gain from that particular property. Either way, if you've moved into a property and you created uh, what we call appreciation and, and value in that property, some equity, then you're able to take that money and invest in this particular way, which would be called buy and hold, where you can invest into a rental property, okay, that being a second property, Okay, and when you invest into that second property, now that second property becomes your passive income, your way to um, get money coming into the mailbox, as we say. Um, And through there, you can put a renter into that property, um, you know, do a little bit of fix up work, a little paint job to whatever the second property is and put a renter in there, someone that's able to rent and you'll receive a rental income to you every single month. Now, I would say that particular way would require both methods credit and money down. Okay. And that's, that would be like the third step um, to entry. And that varies in different ways. You know, it it can be to where you need uh, your credit doesn't have to be great, but it needs to be decent Mm -hmm. and then some money down, or, you know, you have larger money down and then your credit is also, you know, a little bit better than decent. So it gives you options there. But I would say those are the three main entries into real estate that a person can look to doing depending on where they are personally in their lives and financially and what would best fit them. I think that would be one of the three ways to choose. Can you tell us what is it like to have a tenant? What is it like? Is it all peaches? And oh, boy. Or, and are there ways to avoid certain uh headaches that tenants can bring hey this is a great question so you guys you guys really really take notes on this one this is a great question when you use that that third strategy that i mentioned as far as buying and holding okay 
and you have a rental tenant, it's wonderful. I mean, the, the positives of that is that you have a check coming into the mailbox every single month, whether it's through uh, um, subsidized housing, Section 8, or you have the owner set up through you personally through you know, a, a leasing contract. Now, the, there's good stories and there's bad stories. First, the bad stories. Um, you have tenants that will come in and because it's not your property, they're not going to treat it. Because it's not their property, they're not going to treat it as their property. A lot of times renters come in and they're, you know, they don't keep up your property. Those are some things that you need to be aware of. Um, also, they may carry a, a, a negative background with them that may bring your property value down, not only in the aesthetic things and, and how it looks, but also, the, you know, the behavior and just the environment that they may keep around your property. So those are things that can definitely send things going in the wrong direction as far as uh, um, a rental tenant goes. I would say it's always best to have a realtor that you trust involved in that process. Um, I found out that that is very helpful because the realtor can kind of be your buffer between that tenant and, 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 and yourself in terms of getting the contract done making sure that their credit is where it needs to be because you you need to do a credit check on the client because the 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 client you need to know the background of the client that's going to help you um sometimes people don't do credit checks but now today they're doing it a lot more because a, a credit check shows you the person's history how they are with their money and if they're going to make the rent on time so that's something that you definitely want to do in your contract um, with your realtor, have them kind of meet with the person, the tenant, and fill them out. What you know? How was their last rental? How did that go? Ask for references from the tenant that are not family members, maybe past landlords or um, past people that they work at their job. They're you know call into their job, get a get a letter from their boss or something like that to kind of give quality to that tenant. Because mm -hmm. if you don't, that tenant will definitely destroy your property and you'll be left with more expenses and trying to keep rehabbing the property and keep rehabbing the property every time a tenant moves out. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the key things is put that tenant into a year lease. So that way you don't have to worry about exchanging tenants so often. Okay. At least a year. That way um, you know that your money's coming in just for that, for that year you're set. And, one of the things also be aware of is if you're going to get a property in a lower income area and it's being a rental property, you need to make sure that your property is what we call hardened. Okay. And what I mean by that is, you know how, when we go to a hotel, mm -hmm. a hotel, you stayed at a hotel, people are in and out Hilton, Hampton Inn, holiday Inn. Well, the hotel doesn't get run down. The reason why is because, Everything inside of that hotel room has been made with materials that do not, they, they just don't deteriorate over time. Okay. It takes a long time for them to deteriorate. Example, a tub. Okay. Certain tubs have what we call bath fitters in them. Bath fitters are fiberglass fitting that fit the, the frame of the tub. 
there's no way for you to get that much damage to that and there's no way for you to get like mold to that because it's only put in there one way and there's no grout areas for a lot of those things to happen um also your countertops make sure your countertops are like a a hardened material um you know we usually use formica uh sometimes you may want to use a quartz but then you don't have to go all the way to a granite because that's the expensive but then you're able to then get a good quality countertop in there because the tenant's going to be doing a lot of things in the kitchen and putting hot plates and hot pots and wasting materials and things like that in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Also, you want to make sure that your, your floors are hardened also. Okay. So get a, a nice tile, but a tile that doesn't show blemishes or doesn't show um, damage to it. It's not a, a crystal white color. You know, you get a certain color where it doesn't show certain things. Um, try to stay away from carpet. Okay, you get tile as much as you can or um, a nice waterproof laminate. These are things that harden the property. So now when that tenant does move out, you may have to do just a paint and then a refresh of baseboards, maybe. Okay, and then um, maybe a change of a fixture, uh, a water fixture here and there, maybe a bathroom fixture here and there, maybe one, one of the toilets, something like that. And then that's it. Um, so that's something for people to understand as far as rentals go with the tenant. Now, as far as the landlord, definitely I would say the key thing for a landlord is automate. Automate, automate, automate. As a landlord, make sure that the tenant knows you as least as possible because they're going to bring all of their worries and all of their troubles to you and they're going to make it more of a hassle to you, the landlord, when there any anything goes wrong it could be anything they're going to call you late late at night they're going to call you at inopportune times and they're going to call you with things that they could either take care of themselves or it's a simple fix but they're calling to worry you so i would say definitely um get a property manager to manage your properties and then that property manager will be your buffer they'll take care of all of those things for you even collecting the rent and uh, in today's age, you know, most rent is collected online um, or, you know, you can do a Dropbox or you can do um, a separate account that's uh, that's made for that particular uh, property. So the, the, the tenant can go and, um, you know, deposit their rent into that account. So that's some ways to get around it. But you definitely have to be aware of tenants. And usually the lower you go in rent. The lower you're charging in rent, the more of a worry in a tenant, a bad tenant you're going to receive. So you want to make sure that you kind of keep your property up and keep it clean, you know, uh, um, keep it rehabbed enough to where your property stays at a good rent level. So that way you can only attract quality people that can afford the rent. And, um, and I would say that that will definitely do well for a landlord. So what if you have a situation and a lot of people are looking for this, uh, you know, they're looking to get duplexes and move into one side and of course have the other side rented. What do you do in that, in that scenario where you're actually living in the other side? How do okay. you prevent the, the tenant from knowing one, that you are the owner and it's like a two-fold question also because nowadays you can 
easy to look up public records and see who owns the property. So right. how would you go around that aspect as well? Okay. I would suggest that, and like we, we, we met the gentleman um, together to, to speak to, um, he's interested in, in going into this side of things and stuff like that. And as we explained to him, and I was telling him, you want to make yourself as least known as possible. So a key way of doing that, people can check public records. A key way of doing that is making sure that you develop or start a holding company. Mm-hmm. A holding company, a company that's incorporated through the state, um, that is a LLC company that can now be your legitimate holding company for that property. It also does another thing for you in terms of uh, helps you in taxes, and it also helps you in protection so that it's not being listed up under your name as a personal property. But in doing that, if they go and check personal records, they're going to see just the ownership being the LLC, the business that's not attached or showing your name. Okay. And then that would be a way that if you are living in the building, you're living in the other unit, say it's a triplex or duplex, and you're living in one of those units. Now you can totally not show ownership to those uh, tenants. Of course, you're not going to disclose to them that you are in any way, shape and form the owner or you even know the owner. Okay. And then they would pay their rent. They handle their, um, all of their paperwork, everything through the property management. So that way no one would really see or know how things are being handled because the property management, even the property management will handle the landscaping, the cleaning of the property, um, any type of parking situations or issues, anything like that, because they'll have a person that comes out and walks the property. And you can do that in various ways. Now, I know there, there's some investors that they won't hire the property management. What they'll do is they'll hire a manager and allow the manager to stay in one of the units. And then that manager will go around and take care of the rest of the units in the property, not disclosing that the owner lives in one B or one C, you know? So, you know, and and what that does is, and, and think about it, that saves that owner money because they now have, brought their management in-house mm-hmm. because you you afforded them a unit. So of course you're going to adjust their rental rate, but now you have someone that's able to take care of these things for you at a cheaper rate because you're, you're providing them housing. Oh, and God. then now everything is good there. Or, you know, you can go with a first rate property management company. Again, it's going to cost you a, 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 an expense, which you can, your numbers but if you're looking to kind of maybe save on expenses and things like that and not that property management costs a lot in the big picture of things because the headache that you're going to save of being either bothered by the other tenants or having to deal with all those things is is well worth the what you're going to pay to property management but if you just were trying to get strategic and being an investor you're trying to save every dollar you can so you can reinvest it then that's another way 
to uh, get a manager on the premises and have things taken care of. So that would be two ways to handle it. And then the, the tenants will never know that you are uh, the owner. That's great. And that's very smart. That's extremely smart because you definitely don't want to have unnecessary stress. Uh, <laughs> although there are some people that know their tenants and, you know, they have good relationships with them, but sometimes I, I figure most times you won't. <laughs> Just it, can, it can go south. It can, it can go, go south. south. <laughs> I know you're doing a, a campaign. You're going to be launching a campaign soon from the ground up. Your whole agenda is really to assist and help people that are interested in, in getting into real estate or maybe they have no interest as far as obtaining the property, looking for property, fix or flips, but they have excess amount of dollars that they have sitting in their, in their, in their savings account. We talked about this yesterday, uh-huh. how money sitting in your savings account is, isn't helping you at all. So from the ground up, explain that, that campaign you're gonna be, be putting forth soon. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. This is a campaign that I'm excited about. Definitely, as I told you, Jamari, it came to me in just brainstorming and really putting my mind towards things that seem to be a, a, a challenge that we need to definitely get out in front of, especially as it goes with uh, helping individuals, helping families, helping people really kind of get their financial ground back together um, and understanding how real estate can really play into that and helping these individuals as a major key to, um, to uplift anyone that may be in an impoverished situation or uh, just not have their finances together and, and just they, they don't feel like they can get ahead and they feel like they're always you know, battling to, to, to get to the top and keep their head above water. So this whole campaign from the ground up uh, is something that I'm starting with some individual partners of mine, definitely going to have you included in this definitely campaign to, to elevate this to new heights. And what I want to do is I want to help as many individuals as possible to just change their thinking along with their financial mindset um, and, and their, their, their financial wealth and be able to put themselves on a new path a new path. And that's why I call it from the ground up because um, in these different projects that we have in, in, in real estate, um, you'll start with a home that has, it just has a plot of land. There's nothing there. There's no plumbing, no electrical. There's, there's no nothing. And if you think about it, how is it that you get this functioning property from start to finish when it was just grass and dirt there? Okay. And People should think that they can start from nowhere and then definitely build themselves to getting to a goal and getting somewhere. So that's what I want this campaign to be. I want people to understand that if you don't have credit, it's okay. If your credit's bad and you've been having a lot of bad situations, things have been, haven't been going your way, you're, you're behind, you got a lot of bills, a lot of debt piling up on you, it's causing stress, it's okay. It's okay because there's a way that you can definitely change those things around. Um, it'll, it, it will definitely take work, but there's a way, there's a strategy out there. There's people out there that can help you to develop not only your, your personal finances, budgeting yourself, um, being able to understand what you make and how much you can spend and how much you can 
save and, and then invest, and then also understand um, how to leverage your credit, okay? And credit being not monetary, but those three digits allow you to control monetary things and really uh, leverage things that do cost money and be able to open doors and give yourself options to be able to help as many uh, people as possible, help your family, help other individuals in your family and put yourself in a better uh, uh, light and situation. So from the ground up, I'm going to be looking to help individuals um, to improve their credit, to uh, invest into real estate, to uh, invest in the real estate in multiple ways, like we talked about, whether it's through uh, rehabbing properties, fixing and flipping, doing new construction, um, also acquiring properties and being able to uh, buy and hold and put renters in there and create a rental portfolio for themselves and have uh, passive income coming in and just help individuals understand that it's not about just you working your job and making that active income that, okay, every hour I work, that's the only way I can make, make money and make income for my family. But to understand how to leverage um, things like credit and money that you may have put away to invest into areas as real estate and be able to elevate your, your, your wealth and, and your opportunities and have money come, have checks coming into the mailbox and not have to work for every single dollar that you make. So this campaign is going to be pushed out this year, um, starting off in 2020. Um, I really want to get it going in January. There's going to be a lot of things coming uh, in terms of workshops, uh, a lot of different uh, meetings that I'm going to get out to the public, uh, a lot of different campaign information that will be out there, marketing things that will be out over social media to let everyone know as to uh, how to be a part of the campaign and how they can get themselves started. Um, it really doesn't matter what point you're going to start at because we have things that are going to be set up to where you can start at any point, whether it's the credit part and you need to start there or you have decent credit, but you, you need to put away a little bit more money or you um, may have the money put away, but you just don't know how to get in. You know, what vehicle do I, do I start with? Who do I talk to? Uh, where should I be looking first? What type of property should I try to go after first? Those type of things that we'll have set up for you to now bring you from the ground up. And I'm so excited about definitely getting this off the ground and really looking to uh, help a lot of families and a lot of people to uh, change their economic background and create generational wealth. Because that's what we're all doing it for, to create generational wealth. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us where we can find you? online they're ready to get started they're ready to work on their credit they're, they're ready to invest they're ready to to get some education where can they begin to define you at okay definitely um in terms of if if you're on social media you can find me on ig or on uh, facebook at kelsey dudley the you can also go on ig is kelsey dudley underscore investor okay on IG. I'm also on LinkedIn at Kelsey Dudley. So you can find me there on LinkedIn for those individuals that are on LinkedIn. If you want to get any information about uh, where to start with your credit, where to, if you want to see some of my properties and things like that, you can see those and I could definitely uh, get with you from there. You can also, you can 
email me. That's at Kelsey, K-E-L-C-E-Y, the number nine at Gmail. You can email me there and I'll definitely get back to you. You can also contact me. And uh, if you're going to contact me, um, you can go to my business, which is www.liondynastyventuregroup.com. Okay. And you can go to my business website, contact me through there. Let me know how you, how you plan to um, get things done. Where, you know, where are you in your process? And I'll be glad to help you, give you some information. Oh, also, I want to add this in. You can also reach me on my investor group, which is on Meetup, okay? And that's Premier Network Marketing Investors, okay? Premier Network Marketing Investors. And that's on meetup.com. You can reach me there. Um, also, you'll see the different events that I'm putting on for, um, for investors, for people that are coming into real estate, that are interested in real estate, the different workshops and events that we do. We do networking events. Uh, once every month uh, to allow individuals to come out and network with others, uh, to build relationships, to be able to uh, make connections, exchange information, and really get a path to where they're going. And very soon, I'm going to have a, another uh, learning workshop that I'm putting together. It's going to be sometime in January. I'll be putting out information for that be it on social media, also on my website at liondynastyventuregroup.com. I'll be putting that out. So definitely just look for me on those different uh, marketing avenues and I'll be able to get information out to you and you'll be able to hear from me and follow me and so forth. And um, I'll be on Freedom Show here, mm -hmm. podcast more than once here, uh, putting things together, giving out information, uh, hyping up Jamari's uh, Ultimate Freedom Podcast, and yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. definitely elevating uh, what, what he's doing. Uh, we work hand in hand, uh, and soon, hopefully, my podcast will be coming down the line. So uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. you know, you can find me in those areas, and I'll be glad to help anyone. Don't hesitate. As I always say, analysis is paralysis, and you don't want to have that in real estate don't be afraid to jump in. Uh, there's a lot of people that I have around me and myself to help you so that you don't have to be scared of taking a step forward. Okay. Don't be afraid. There's people that are here that can help you. So definitely um, uh, reach me and, and, and let's get going. And I also want to uh, let listeners know, uh, although we are here in South Florida, don't be afraid to hit them up because from the ground up, the campaign is going to hit every state. The United States. Yes. Yes. Uh, so there will, the networking group, the meetups will happen in every state. Slowly but surely, he's definitely going to get around and and educate. And that's the goal to educate everybody in all fifty states. So feel free to if you're in California, if you're in Alabama, if you're in Detroit, Michigan, hit him up. Yes. Hit him up. Detroit, hit me up. Hit me up, Detroit. If you have any questions that I didn't ask him, because remember, I'm coming from the mortgage lender side. So I'm kind of trying to pretend like I don't know, any, <laughs> know anything. <laughs> but so if you have any questions after this, please, you know, leave them in the comments, wherever you see this on social media, wherever we put it at, leave the questions there. You can, I'll even put all this information in the description. So you can email me your, uh, your questions there as well. Um, uh, yeah. Kelsey, is there any last thing that you want to tell the people before we get out of here? 
um, just, just understand that um, where you are today is not where you're set to end up. And understand that with hard work, uh, making a plan, creating a vision for yourself, you can do a lot. And in the industries that we're both in and the information that we're giving out, don't, don't hesitate. Make 2020 a year that you're going to change things for not only yourself, but for your family and for your, your generational family, for, for generations. Because I think that uh, a, a lot of people should look at the growth and how they're going to change generations. What is going to be your legacy? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're out here trying to create is uh, helping people to see that they can write their own story. They can be their own narrator. They can create legacy for themselves and for their family. Um, it just takes taking those right steps and, and moving forward. So um, get with us starting off in the new year. We're putting this out at the right time in the new year. I want to thank Jamari for having me on. This is major. This is huge. Definitely, um, I, I, I wanted this platform to, to, to get everything out. And what a better platform than, than to have it on this podcast. So all individuals, I mean, uh, we're cut from the same cloth. So don't hesitate, okay? At, I, I will, there's no fees. There are no fees attached to learning, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gain the information. Don't worry about, oh, I'm going to call you and there's going to be a fee. No, let's go. Let's go. I'm going to give you free information that's knowledge, but I want you to go ahead and get started by saying that I'm going to be committed in 2020 to change my life and my family's life. And, and that's what we need to do. So um, that's what I wanted to end with and uh, definitely look forward to helping as many people as possible. I appreciate you for taking the time in the middle of a Sunday, because I know you have kids Definitely. in the background, and I don't hear them. <laughs> yeah. Look, you, see, you see my son's, that's my son's bed right there, so you know, I have to go in his room to get away, uh, so I have them in the other portion of the house so I can get things done on a, on a Sunday, yeah. but Definitely, yeah. you can see the, the the commitment to push here on a Sunday to mm -hmm. get this message out to, to as many people as possible and definitely, you know, help them uh, to get going. So we're here. Like I said, <laughs> I appreciate you, everything you do, man. Uh, no thank doubt. You for stopping through. Uh, we're going to have you on again. I just want to give everybody a brief introduction because we're definitely going to have uh, Kelsey Dudley on here quite often and, and, and keeping up with uh, From the Ground Up campaign. Yeah, All no right. doubt. From the Ground Up. All right. Appreciate you, Jamar. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation that I had with real estate investor Kelsey Dudley. Uh, my plan is to have a lot more real estate investing, first time home buying and all the other good stuff in future episodes. If there's any question that you would like to ask or any topic that you would like to hear me discuss, please feel free to download the Podbean app and hit our comment section. Until then, I'm out of here. You've been listening to the Ultimate Freedom Podcast with Jamare Clarington. You can follow him at I am Jay Clarington on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Download and follow the channel on the Podbean app to leave comments, receive exclusive information on upcoming shows and events. And while you're at it, check out IamJClarington.com for additional content. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. And good night.